What about oxidized LDL? What about oxidized LDL? What about small particles, large particles, what have you? So it seems like every day I get a new question online and it always has to do with this. I think a lot of people just haven't seen my stuff before and that's why they're asking these questions. So one of the more common questions that I seem to be getting is like, well, it's not even in the form of a question, it's form of attack. They're attacking me and they're saying, Dr. Allo, you don't know anything. It's all about the oxidized LDL. You're eating rancid seed oils and they're oxidizing your LDLs and that's why you have atherosclerosis. It has nothing to do with LDL or whatever cholesterol. So first of all, I don't know where they came up with that theory that seed oils oxidize your LDL, uh, but they don't. So go back and listen to my seed oil podcast. I've done a few of them, but definitely there's no evidence linking seed oils, olive oils, vegetable oils, whatever you want to oxidize LDL or inflammation or any of that stuff. However, on the flip side, we have tons of evidence linking uh, butter and saturated fat to oxidation, inflammation, and what have you. I mean, that is not a question at all. We have known for a long time that saturated fat intake increases all your inflammatory markers across the board. And I've done those uh, podcasts and posted those studies earlier, you know, multiple times. So the question now becomes like, what is oxidized LDL, first of all? So these people, and it's not their fault. This is something we did as cardiologists, you know, about, I'd say almost 20 years ago, something like that, in the late 90s, early 2000s, there was this theory, and it was a good theory, that perhaps it's only the oxidized LDL that gets across the arterial wall and gets into your arteries and destroys your arteries from the inside out. This was a smart theory. People were like, well, you know, maybe that's true. Maybe that's what it is. They created labs to check for oxidized LDL and all this stuff, and it turns out it's not true. The amount of LDL that's oxidized is very, very minimal, and if it does oxidize in circulation, your body, your immune system, your liver takes it out of circulation right away. It's not even existent in circulation for more than just uh, half a millisecond or whatever it is. You know, very, very minimal plasma residence time because your liver and immune system eliminate it immediately. So that's not a question. So there is no such thing as oxidized LDL in circulation. Your body completely removes it. Now, were there a lot of studies published on this theory or on the theory that people who had this had worse um, outcomes? Yeah, of course, you can find studies we're, we're trying to learn. So people do studies to try and figure things out. So yeah, there are studies published on this exact topic. That does not mean that it's, you know, either accurate or not accurate or what have you. Around 2005, 2008, we realized, you know, this is not accurate at all. Um, the, re the oxidation of LDL actually occurs once it's inside the arterial wall. After it passes through into the wall of the artery, that's where the oxidation and the damage begins to happen. And there is no way to measure the oxidation level of LDL inside arterial walls unless you like do a biopsy of an art arterial wall, which no one's going to do. That's insane. So... There's, that is not a thing. There's no way to measure oxidized LDL in circulation. And, and I mean, you can order it, but it's kind of a useless marker. It doesn't even show anything. So once LDL, and I talk about this in my cholesterol book with beautiful, beautiful pictures, like the most gorgeous pictures in the cholesterol book are this section of what happens to the LDL particles once they cross in. 
Um, and if you want updates on when that book is coming out, it's we're getting really, really close. It's dralo.net slash cholesterol, D-R-A-L-O dot net slash cholesterol. Or if you click on my links ever, there's a link at the top saying, get updates on when my cholesterol book is coming out. So anyways, um, LDL particles can, can cross into the intima and across that endothelial cell membrane quickly. They can get in and out of your arteries, into the walls of your arteries pretty easily. That's not uh, a question. These things are like, 18, maybe 25, 24 nanometers. Most of them are in the neighborhood of 20 to 22 nanometers in size. There are bazillions of them in every milligram or milliliter of blood. They diffuse across the arterial wall and cell layer very, very quickly and easily. It's not even a question. That's not complicated. Um, The issue is what happens inside. That's when they get inside. They meet up with a reactive oxygen species. They dump their cholesterol ester inside. Um, before that, actually, even LDL particles clump. They like clump up together. They aggregate. It's called an aggregation. Then they dump their cholesterol. Macrophages, which are immune cells, uh, come in to try to heal or get rid of these things. They want to get rid of the cholesterol in these aggregated LDL particles, but they can't get rid of get rid of them fast enough. So the macrophages start taking up the cholesterol, and they become something called a foam cell, just because they look a little foamy under microscopes when you take pictures or look at them because they're full of thick, you know, waxy cholesterol. As the cholesterol and accumulates and accumulates, it becomes necrotic, it crystallizes, it calcifies, it starts to destroy the artery from the inside out. That is actually the process of what happens inside your arteries, not in circulation. There's no marker in, in circulation that would tell us if there's oxidation going on inside the arterial wall. So there you have it. That kind of explains that once you hear one of these medfluencers or one of these people online talking about that cholesterol doesn't matter unless it's oxidized or LDL doesn't matter unless it's oxidized, you need to change the channel. That person doesn't know what they're saying. And I know they might have big words in front of their name, Dr. So-and-so and Dr. This and Dr. That. There's plenty of doctors of nonsense. Um, but these people, the person you're listening to, if they're talking oxidized LDL and rancid seed oils and all this, you need to change the channel. They literally have no idea what they're talking about. I mean, it's not even scientifically possible what they're claiming. So I'm not sure at what point we got this to this point in the world where people can just say random stuff uh, and it sticks. I, and, and they're like, well, you're not up to date on your knowledge. I am the most up to date on my knowledge. Like all of the articles I post are from within the last year or two, unless it's a really, really good one and still, you know, pertinent till today. I don't generally repost articles or data that's even just five or six years old. You know, everything I post and all the data, it's the most up to date you're ever going to get on lipidology, cardiology, your arteries, your atherosclerosis, heart disease, heart failure, blood pressure, cholesterol, diabetes, whatever it is you're not going to probably find more up-to-date information. Now, sure, if there's like a heart failure specialist, yeah, go pick their brains. They know a lot about that. If there's like a kidney specialist, a nephrologist, absolutely, they know about nephrology. But when it comes to cardiology and cholesterol and all that, I'm pretty up-to-date. Are there lipidologists that know more than me about lipids? Absolutely. You know, Dr. Thomas Dayspring is one of them. There's a few others. Um, there's, there's people who write cholesterol textbooks. They know way more than I do. Go pick their brains. Um, some of them are on social media. You can actually talk to them. 
don't go attacking them because they're just going to ignore you. But if you ask questions in a polite way, with respect, they will answer you. That's why they're actually on social media. No one goes on social media for fun. They go on there to help others, especially, you know, academics and people like us. We enjoy teaching and that's why we do it. So anyways, if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave an awesome review and I will catch you in the next episode. Peace.